Hello and welcome to Drive-In Double Feature Podcast. I'm Nathan. I'm Ryan. And this is the podcast where we talk about two movies a week, every Tuesday and Thursday. But before we get into today's movie, I want to talk to you about our Patreon over at patreon.com slash drive double feature podcast. For $5 a month, you get some fun stuff. You get us talking about box office bombs. You get us talking about movie quizzes. We're doing all kinds of things over there just for $5 a month and you help support the show. But no regular content is locked behind Patreon. But getting into today's movie, this Tuesday, we are talking about crimes of passion ryan how many crimes of passion have you committed in your lifetime i mean just like today or yeah well yeah rough rundown today how how many did you commit i mean some not much today but today's been been a slow day slow day i get it i get it well this movie is crimes of passion 1982 directed by ken russell First time Ken Russell comes on me here, and it's written by Barry Sandler. We usually don't bring up the writer, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, yeah, so Ken, I guess a better question is about Ken Russell. Um, you've seen a few Ken Russell movies before, right? Have I? Have you? <laughs> I haven't. You've seen Altered States, right? Oh, of course, yeah. I've seen that... Uh... I'm trying to think of anything else I've seen. I don't. He made Tommy. I, I didn't see Tommy. Tommy. I've never seen Tommy. I don't think. I think that's Ken Russell <laughs> just all movie I've seen. This is actually my first Ken Russell movie. So, um, it, it, I guess I feel like everywhere I read, this man has an eccentric style. If you've seen any of his movies, he also he also made The Devils. Um, very avant. A hockey team. Yeah, but, yeah. I didn't know you're a hockey fan. Yeah, that you know the famous Ken Russell made the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, he paid for it. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's what I heard from all of his. Well, Ken Russell actually passed away. He is not with us anymore, so I can't say that. But Ken Russell, weirdo, made a movie <laughs> called Crimes of Passion. <laughs> I love in the same breath I say he's dead, and then I call him a weirdo. Um. Crimes of Passion, China, I, yeah. I knew nothing about. Um, I don't know if you want to present first how this movie is connected to you. Well, yeah. So the only reason I even knew about this movie in the first place is because I've seen the poster for this movie Same multiple, uh, many, many times a day because mm-hmm. um, I, I graduated from UCF and You're doxing yourself uh, i i did i doxed myself just a little bit and mm-hmm. uh one of the uh i took a lot of the film history class film studies classes and one of the professors over at ucf is the screenwriter barry sadler mm-hmm. and uh i did have the pleasure of taking at least one class with him mm-hmm. where he was my professor and it was a Marilyn Monroe, Elizabeth Taylor class. What? <laughs> yeah, we just we just watched Marilyn Monroe and Elizabeth Taylor movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm, Was it a good me. class? Yeah, I mean, we could, we could watch some movies. I mean, yeah, that is pretty good. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I... You know, I did learn a lot in my cinema studies class, but the whole point was like, I get to watch movies for a class, like sign me up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was the same way. The worst part was all film classes there, because, you know, I also graduated from UCF. Um, all film classes were about, about it. 
Yeah, we're about two hours, <laughs> 59 minutes. And then there were some film classes I took that did not, we didn't watch any movies. And they, we st- sat there the whole time. And that was always a pretty awful experience. I always had the three hour class. Yeah, it, it was the worst. But I actually um, never had a class with him teaching. I just only heard of him. And I heard about this movie because every time I walked, I know that same classroom, there's that yeah. poster of Crimes of Passion on the wall. And it all, I always looked at it. And I was like, why is this hanging up in here? Like, what is like out of all the movies, this one? Um, so, you know, it, it this movie got released by Arrow and I, was, and I saw the cover. I was like, maybe it's finally time we sit down and watch this one. Um, yeah, it's you know. it. I mean, I've probably known about this movie now for like 15 years or something yeah. crazy like that. I've just I've known about it for a while. And um he never uh barry seiler never talked about this movie but i mean like when i was going to that class he was he might as well have been like any other professor to be honest with you but i mean Mm -hmm. you know there was like some professors there that like i think one of the editors from as good as it gets she taught a class and uh, a couple other notable like i think another screenwriter maybe like did one like a guy that made short films or something like that he was a little ridiculous but anyway um the uh he never really mentioned crimes of passion and honestly like i didn't know what to expect walking into it like when i was going for it i was like you know probably like very 80s film noir maybe something like that a lot of neon that type of thing that's what i was kind of expecting yeah like beforehand and uh just so you know too like i even so i i googled uh barry sadler and it still has his faculty page on there really it even yeah and he still teaches there or at least still on the Mm -hmm. school's website and it even says like in his profile like recently your arrow reached out to barry sadler and filmed the documentary for the crimes of passion yeah, that's what's so interesting. If I, you know, when I first got this and I looked at the back cover of it and to see that name, like he's in like multiple of these documentaries because he's probably easy to get in contact with. Yeah, I'm. I'm imagining he probably wasn't too shy to talk about it. So no, I, uh, I did watch a little bit because he does have like his own solo, like and like sit down interview where he talks about his career. And he also does a uh, audio commentary as well on the Blu-ray, which I didn't get a chance to listen to, just full disclosure. But um, I did watch a little bit of his documentary. And, you know, he, he, he started out um, like as a 19-year-old film student. And he, one of his first things was he got to write a screenplay for Raquel Welch. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. He's not teaching a class on Raquel Welch. for all i know he probably has it probably um but no i mean that's that's really cool and i mean like looking at his career as a writer it looks like he did a lot he was trying to push boundaries especially with this script reading this script um my my big thing watching this movie i seriously was like holy crap this was made in the early 80s we watch these movies these exploitation movies and like and i mean just as a warning for all the listeners this this movie is filthy it is a filthy sex movie um and it's really pushing boundaries and i'm like god this is still like 
even pushing like some buttons that like movies don't even do today. Yeah, I mean it's it's probably the closest we've done to a porno. Yeah, exactly. That's what it feels like softcore porn in a way, but it, it's it's not. It, it I won't say it is, but it, it's definitely pushing the boundaries. I mean, it's got actual celebrities in it. It has Kathleen Turner, Anthony Perkins, um, Bruce Davison's in it. If you want to call him a celebrity, uh, oh, he's a celebrity on this podcast. Yes, he is. Uh, you gotta love Bruce, and uh, even in his bit parts, he doesn't um, do anything in this movie. No, I was like, uh. and he's he's the first person you see in this movie too. Um, because the beginning of this movie is like, what is it? Marriage counseling? Is it that, or is it just? I don't know if it's marriage counseling or if it's just like a therapy group or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because well, none of the wives are there, but yeah, that's true. But he, uh, yeah, the main character, he just, yeah, you know, he tries like, oh yeah, like, everything's perfect, everything's great, like nothing, <laughs> there's no problems whatsoever, and then. As soon as like one of the other people start probing him with questions, he's just mm-hmm. like then he, he kind of just blows up on her like <laughs> Yeah, no, it, he gets angry. He's like, Oh god, my I haven't had sex with my wife and it's so hard to do it. Just like complains, like like he's just like a lit fuse. And that's this man's like through like that's his that's him for the rest of the movie. I don't know how you felt about this character play uh Bobby played by uh John Laughlin. I did not like this guy at all. He was he's so a, annoying. He's annoying. He's he's kind of a creep. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I, I mean, not as creepy as the other. I mean, like the fact that he doesn't he's not like a total like psycho is like he's like the nicest guy in like in this world of the movie. Yeah, he's like the but, good guy. But he's very much like always needs sexual gratification um like he uh his wife is clearly not into having sex like he is and it's just mm-hmm. like but i it's like but i need it like i got like i gotta have it type of thing and i don't know it's just very grating and then there's he always has to be like a goofball and there's some like really goofy scenes like later in the movie that i yeah. just i was like like why why is this even in the movie <laughs> yeah see that that's my thing with this movie there there are times where i like it i like some of the visuals and stuff but then like there's times where i really don't like this movie like it it, it never matches like a complete like I, it's almost like it doesn't know what it wants to do and it kind of has i don't know if you felt this way it has no plot there there's kind of a plot but it doesn't really do anything like it, it's it's very just kind of weird scenes patched together. Yeah, I, but to me, there's not enough of a thread to yeah. like present. And I mean, there's kind of a plot, but mm-hmm. it's not really. I don't know. I, I I really wasn't a fan of the structure of this movie, and I was I was wanting something with a little more meat. But it, to me, this movie was just more like we can show like we're we're gonna go there type of thing like <laughs> yeah exactly um uh, it, it's so funny i had to explain um uh, to my fiance what this movie was about and kathleen turner was on screen when she came in and i was like well 
you know, she's a I swear she's it's a, a movie. No, <laughs> well, I said she's a fashion designer by day, but a prostitute by night. Then it's just like, what, what is this movie I'm talking about? Uh, Kathleen Turner and and Anthony Perkins, I will say, are the better parts of this movie. Just because I feel like they're taking in the more over the top angle, especially Anthony Perkins. I mentioned on the show before, I love Anthony Perkins, and he's going above and beyond as a horny priest in this. So let me ask you, is this movie a comedy? I I think so. It's so over the top that I don't think it can be. It, it, like, it can be anything else, right? Because Well, I mean, IMDb does not list this as a comedy. Really? It, it's a drama romance thriller, and no (laughs) no like so i that's what i'm struggling with i'm like if they're trying to be funny and over the top i get it i mean i mean there's some parts it's like i i I don't know i don't know if they're trying to be serious or not like it's like because they they underlay it with some like really heavy stuff too that happens in the movie where i'm just like i like i don't like i feel like they're not trying to be serious but at the same time it's just not really aligning with me with with some of the stuff they do later yeah it feels like a hodgepodge of like different ideas and things because at times it's just kind of it's silly it makes you laugh but then in its ending which we'll get to later i think the ending plays it really seriously it does the the ending's super serious i feel like yeah it's weird because i i guess when i think about it because anthony perkins has um has a bag of sex toys and one of them is a killer vibrator like it will it can kill people and that sounds like something straight out of a comedy but then i think about seven which had killer sex toys and that was in the comedy so i don't know maybe they weren't really pushing it yeah i I don't know it's so over the top though like Think about the music in this movie. Like, I the music is absolutely nuts, insane, like hard synth, just boona, boona, boona. It is the cheesiest music ever. the The visual style is so pastel, and everything looks like a set. Like the the place where she takes everybody to sleep with them looks like a set. Like more than ever, it, it seems like this weird. It seems like it a looks play. Like, yeah, it looks, it looks like they're on a stage. Yeah, and. I don't know. It it seems like something that's way too over the top to be a drama. I don't know, but maybe it just doesn't know what it is. And some of the lines in this movie, like I we like we can't even like repeat like half of the lines in this movie. Like it's no. it's, it's filthy. It's awful. And yeah. I'm just like <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I picked a hard movie to talk about. I didn't know it was gonna be this crazy. No, I get it, but it's just like Oh man. There's there's so many <laughs> Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to repeat one line just to give you an idea. Just uh, uh, like uh Kathleen Turner and is trying to shoo Bobby away mm-hmm. and she says, "If you think you're going to get in my panties, forget it. There's only one asshole in there already." <laughs> but and she talks this is how she talks through the whole movie. This is like her dialogue, but it's just like that, like string of filthy dialogue, and it's just like, I, like it's so ridiculous. And I'm like, I don't know if they're trying to just be edgy or is it trying to be funny. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to take it either. Um, 
God. And yeah, Kathleen Turner is just going off this whole movie. Uh, her character's name is China Blue. C or CB for short. That's what uh that's what Anthony Perkins kept calling her. I was just gonna say the movie automatically like starts right away of like letting you know like what what this movie is all about. I mm-hmm. I mean there's I mean immediately it's like a scene of like just like these guys like in a room like watching a woman you know yeah through peepholes through peepholes and they're mm-hmm. you know enjoying themselves. <laughs> and I like throwing tissues on the floor. It's like it's disgusting. And then yeah. And then and then immediately it's after that it's Kathleen Turner having this like really long like scene where she's talking about this guy's member and it's just like <laughs> yeah. And- I, I, it just goes on and on and on. Yeah, and there's like this one really gross scene. I won't go too deep into it, but Kathleen Turner's getting chased in the streets and you think someone bad is chasing after her, but come to find out it was all a game that this guy likes chasing after her and all of that. And it's like, what, 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 what are you trying to prove here? I mean, I get it. I, Kathleen Turner kind of goes into it later. And she's just like, you know, I get to live a different life. It's a different me. I get to be who I want out there. Um, I just think it's so wild that she can do both and not be so tired during the day. <laughs> oh yeah, like, well, I mean, it it's very clear too. Like, you know, she's has multiple partners and everything like that. So it just mm-hmm. does. I I don't know how she was able to have like do this alternate lifestyle for so long. Mm-hmm. And like you said too, she just every night just goes out and does this whole thing like so much so that she's known on the streets as like, oh yeah. As, as china blue actually one of the funnier scenes is whenever a rich couple pick her up and they're like licking her ear and and the one's like don't don't the woman is like don't do that you don't know what kind of diseases these people carry and she gets she gets angry and she runs out but like i mean she might not have been wrong i don't think you should be going around licking people's uh ears yeah definitely be you know what everyone be safe but yeah you know what in the end of the day that is probably the best uh best thing you could say it's just be safe um it, but but i don't know it's just I, where do you even go talking about <laughs> like i mean i mean we, i i mean we could talk about the bobby character you know he just he's in a loveless marriage he's in a loveless marriage and uh, you kind of learn like just that his wife doesn't really want much to do with him in bed and then he they they do break up and that's how he gets his through line he's like a private eye right is that because at first they make it look like he works at a hardware store <laughs> and then he's like and then he's getting asked to like investigate people this is well, a- yeah it's like corporate espionage is what he's doing and yeah yeah like he's pretending to work. yeah i'm not really sure exactly what his occupation is but he was supposed to figure out where these fabrics or whatever were being stolen or being used and yeah and the owner of the company suspects that it's china blue but her real name is joanna crane mm-hmm. and it's like you need to follow her and see what's up and bobby yeah. does follow her and he's able to see the type of life that she leads at night yeah and so he he slowly becomes interested in her um 
and you know what this his wife could do so much better uh because like there's that really bad scene where they're at the party and i hated this scene because he's like oh can i do the magic trick can can i do the magic trick and all it is there's no better way to put this uh he does a act called the human penis and i'm not going to describe what he does in front of a group of people but it's the dumbest thing i've ever seen and i can't believe that they who ken russell barry why did you why did you write this and why did you put this in the movie i i hated it i hated that scene me too i really it just, hated it. and it's like oh and there's the other scene too where i'm like I'm like, well, who would marry this guy? Because he would remember he was like at the, he was at like the grill. It's like, hey guys, get it while it's hot, and it's just like his hot, like a hot dog is hanging out of his pants, and just, I'm just like, who? Like, I would be exhausted dealing with somebody like this, and just yeah. like, I, I would, I would totally just be like, can you not be serious for five seconds? And- yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know, it, it, just like I don't wouldn't want this guy as a friend, but. But as soon as he cuts it off, he goes right to China Blue, and they sleep with each other. And I guess it's so amazing that they want a relationship together. But what's so funny about this dynamic is later in the movie, his wife is like, hey, you know, you know I miss you. I need someone at home. Can you come back? And he's just this. It's almost like the same day he tells like China Blue, like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to stay here. Let's live together. He's like, no, my wife came. I got to go see what's going on there. I can't leave her behind after she's like, you know, Kathleen Turner's like telling him, like, I have problem with trust issues and all that. He's very fast to leave. Yeah, he's basically just like, hey, I'm going to I want to be with you since my wife is not with me anymore. And then. Mm -hmm this first time his wife was like showing some type of interest. He's like, well, now I got to go see what's up type <laughs> of thing. And, but I mean, it's, it's clear what, you know, when he goes back and he spends uh, an evening with dinner with her, it's, there's no, there's no magic left there. Um, but you know, it's, it's very clear. Like the married couple doesn't have, like they don't have like anything in common no. whatsoever. I mean, she's very, serious straight lace doesn't you know doesn't care that much about maybe a prude or whatever i don't know it just mm-hmm. it's just not that important to her for sex and he's just like constantly flirting with her and like trying to talk about sex and she's just like i'm not i'm not interested in having this discussion <laughs> type yeah. of thing yeah. I, and i was gonna i was gonna ask you though are they trying to frame i got the impression they were trying to frame his wife as like a villain character like it's like I, it's her fault that it's not his fault that i think so i i think especially with the ending line and everything um i think they do frame her as like a bad guy because I, I mean i think in like a normal movie you would just maybe frame it as they weren't a good match for each other you know maybe they got married young and then things kind of fizzled out you know that's what they would normally do in a movie but here they really paint her as super, super cold, like really cold and mean. And it's like I, I, I had problems sympathizing with John Laughlin, though. He, he, it just seemed like a bad marriage. That's all, you know. Yeah, well, because they try to make like she's, because I mean, the impression I was reading into it, like, is that like she's been in this marriage, she's just been ha- unhappy for a really long time. And- yeah she's just kind of over the whole thing like she's just mm-hmm. 
she's not even interested in trying anymore. And, mm. but then like John Laughlin's character, you know, they're like, but you know, I love you so much. The whole reason why I want to have sex with you is because I want to be with the woman I love, which is just like total manipulation. I exactly. feel like. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> like let me just convince to- you. Like, let me, let me try to manipulate your feelings and that mm-hmm. like black emotionally blackmail you with sex pretty much like, mm-hmm. like, Hey, if you don't have sex with me, that means you don't love me. Type of thing. <laughs> exactly. And uh, it's, yeah, I, I just thought that that whole bit was kind of icky and even the whole part where they fall in love with each other. And then you have this whole subplot with this priest going after China Blue the whole time who has like murderous tendency tendencies. It's hard to talk about his plot line too because everything around he this man is obsessed with sex. That's like the whole deal. He he can't stop thinking about it. And I think he wants to stop thinking about it, but it just eggs at him the entire time. Um and that kind of comes to the to a head because he's obsessed with China blue and he like kidnaps her and plans on killing her. That's the our final scene in this one. Yeah, well there's there's multiple scenes leading up to that. I, you know, yeah. it'd be her Kathleen Turner and Anthony Perkins are kind of going at it literally sometimes. I mean, <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> and uh it's very much like a like a power dynamic. Like he tries to like, "Oh, I'm trying to save you," and but it's just mm-hmm. him trying to think of like these bs reasons to like to keep to keep going to see her and stuff and she keeps Mm -hmm. indulging these feelings and they kind of have like this back and forth where she's disgusted with him and he's disgusted with her like calling her a whore and him like 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 a pervert type of thing so Mm -hmm. it's it it leads up to the like it comes to a head finally like you said where he he does stalk her and finds out where she lives and kidnaps her in her own home yes yeah as her fashion designer self joanna crane uh but don't worry our hero is there to save the day bobby saves the day um but i guess the reveal is kind of interesting where they may where anthony perkins makes them swap clothes so he's dressed as china blue and she's dressed as a priest um so you kind of get this reveal it's all it's almost like a psycho reveal of oh look he's wearing women's clothing at the end and her name is last name is crane exactly so look at that Sadler loves him some classic films and I guess Ken Russell does too um what a you know and then the last part of this movie I hated it the last line of this movie the the more and more we talk about this movie I think the less and less I like it um because <laughs> there are things to like I like the visuals like the colors and all that but man that last line I I won't repeat it but it's pretty much like yeah, I left my wife. I'm sleeping with a prostitute now, and it's the best thing ever. It's so awesome. And then that's how the movie ends. Yeah, it, it's pretty much I because I, I actually started to like the final scene a little bit, like at first, because he does go back to that therapy or that um, anonymous group or whatever you want to call it and yeah. group therapy. And he's just like, yeah, you guys are right. I was just mm-hmm. I was just too afraid to admit that there was a problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first he's like, 
like, you know, I'm dating this woman now. Like, you know, we, we seem to have, we don't really have much in common. I don't know if it's going to work out type of thing. So it's kind of like leave, you know, like it's like treating it like a real relationship, but then it's like, but we screw our brains out like type of thing. And then just like, uh, like yep, ends total, on that. total, total, just like, I, I don't care anymore. Like it, exactly. This character didn't learn anything. And I mean, that's interesting that IMDb listed as a drama. And I wonder if like, if we were even to talk to Ken Russell now, if he were still alive, what he would even say about this movie. This movie just seems like an all over the place. It, it's a movie meant to push buttons. I, I really think so. It's a movie just made to push buttons, push taboos, especially in the 80s, because it was originally made as an X rating. A lot was cut out to get it down to an R. So it was even more in your face than yeah. anything. And, it, and there's two versions of this movie on the arrow. There's I only gotcha. watched one, but there's an unrated version and a director's cut. Gotcha. Which one did you watch? I watched the unrated version. Gotcha. Okay. So you probably, cause I watched the version um, on Criterion channel and I, don't, I actually don't know which version that is. So I don't know. Wait, wait, we'll never know. Yeah. We'll never know until I watch it again, which who knows when I might will. be, might be tomorrow. <laughs> I, who knows who it might be next week for next episode. We can just talk about it again. <laughs> really dig into this one. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. a minute before I talk about this That's, one again. <laughs> The look on your face when I said that, <laughs> I wish the listeners could see it, <laughs> but let's go ahead and put a wrap on this one. I, I don't really recommend this one. If you're looking for an erotic thriller from the eighties, you can do so much better than this. Yeah. I, I can't in good consciousness recommend this one. I mean, it's just, it's really filthy. And even if, you know that that still doesn't bother you i can't even say it's a good story <laughs> so i know I, I i i personally don't recommend it i didn't like it overall it's not like so awful like i was having like it was torturous to sit through but at the same time it's like will i watch this again i, I don't know if i will no probably not this movie will sit in well good thing room. good thing we have it on a physical copy though yeah, so, you know, we can have it forever to remind us that we won't be watching it again. <laughs> yeah, but Ryan, I think that ends it for today. What are we going to be covering on Thursday? Well, Nathan, we're going to be talking about 1992's The Public Eye. And that is available for free on the Roku channel. All right. Well, I'm excited to watch that one. If you want to email us, go ahead and email us at drivingdoublefeaturepodcast at gmail.com. Just email us anything, you know, if you like the show. If you hate <laughs> the show. Some, <laughs> send some fan art. Yeah, fan art. I would love some fan art. Um, also, you can tweet it at us at DIDFpod. But until next time. Until next time. 